Welcome to the Culture Quarter with Adam Coleman. Adam Coleman owns and runs one of Ireland's only deliberately developmental organisations. At the time of launching Interlocker, Adam did not realise what a DDO was. But after having created his ideal company culture, a friend and consultant from a major firm in Ireland informed him that he had indeed just created one. Adam had crafted his ideal work culture for himself, his family and his employees at HR Locker. We at HR Locker have persuaded Adam to finally document and record his lessons learned so that he can inspire and guide other business leaders so that they can build their dream company culture. Welcome to the Culture Quarter with Adam Coleman. So Adam, when you actually recognize people management and recruitment uh, not being taken as seriously as it should be in a company, what's actually happening there? What are examples of, of the telltale signs that you're seeing when you recognize that? Um, it's it's quite a funny one because um, if you think most companies, particularly in scale-up mode, they they go and they have a really good idea, they assemble one or two people as a good team, and then they pitch, they pitch, they pitch, and they get some cash, and then everybody gives them advice from every way, shape, or corner um, about everything, and um, there's no thoughts of people strategy, there's thoughts of reaching other markets, developing product, everything. And there's just this assumption that the people thing will happen. Um, it happens with a lot of companies who basically take on a lot of investment and they get recommended what, what I would call the traditional sort of recruitment methods, be true recruitment companies, and they spend a bloody fortune without actually, without actually deciding what do I want this business to look like and how do I want people to work in it? And when they don't ask those specific questions of themselves, they go off and recruit around a product and strategy and people becomes the last thought other than, oh, we need good ones. So they, they find themselves in a situation of probably get to about 20, 25 people and they're struggling because people aren't on the same page. They're not working in the same way and they're wondering why it's beginning to unravel. And how would you define people management in, in, in this context? And why is it important for companies that are scaling and, and growing in particular? Um, because investors, first off, they invest in ideas and people. Um, and a lot of entrepreneurs and young people setting up businesses and even starting up businesses in established areas, it doesn't have to be a brand new idea or anything. It could be a oh, topic of the moment. Well-being companies are coming out of our eyeballs at present addressing the well-being and productivity of employees in all different ways from, and I kid you not on this, from dealing with all of the issues that pregnant women might have in the workplace uh, is one of the companies I met at the, at the British Expo. Brilliant idea, brilliant pitch, passionate people, um, you know, Incredible. So there's all these ideas out there. So everyone's trying to figure out exactly what to, to, to look at. But you need investors because investors invest in ideas and people. And companies buy product from people. So the common trend here is people, right? Mm -hmm. So people build businesses and they make them successful. Product alone rarely ever builds a business. We all want product to build a business, mm. right? Because in the ideal world, I want a SaaS product that people can just go and use. It's all good. They don't require any support and they pay me. Isn't that what we all want? Yeah. 
<laughs> so if people build businesses, why don't we invest in developing people? We pay enough, stupidly in my opinion, getting recruiters to find us the people, <clears throat> and we don't invest enough in the right people within our businesses to drive things on. And so in, in your experience, what are some of the most common mistakes that companies make when it comes to this people management and, and uh, obviously recruitment as well during periods of growth? Well, they hire people who can do the job that they want them to do now, but they pay very little attention to what those people want to do next. So if they pay more attention, if, if you if you pay more attention to the real motivations of those people, what do they want to earn? What type of company do they want to work for? Or sorry, what type of environment do they want to work in and why? And then you find out what 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 are what is that person's career plan? That should weigh heavily on the decision of whether you hire the person or not. Not can they do the job now that I require for the next six months. So don't people don't take into consideration the aspirations of people. They're just interviewing them for that moment, for that job, or for that time. And that leads to basically people leaving companies after two year cycles. Um, what what are some of the best practices that growing companies can implement uh, to ensure to ensure obviously they're attracting top talent and also talent that would fit their people management practices? Right. The, the the company needs the companies need to be able to allow and to show how that how the individual in an organization can progress in the company. So I think having a career path structure and an organizational structure that you can grow into and been able to actually show this to employees is key to this. And then over time, you can associate various levels and jobs with rewards. You can tell them what your salary might likely to be in the next while if you go this path. You know, you can show that the company is working towards the flexibility that people can work from anywhere or in office or whatever option you want to take. You can you can show people that there is options if you do well enough in that particular job and you move to this level that you get share options or if. But really, it's it's about if the person's principles overlaps. Uh, with the individual's principles and the company's principles, if you get the principles of the organization and the person to overlap. You're 75 percent of, of the way there. And then you need to find out. Are they willing? <clears throat> to do the job on offer within the working environment that you're providing and the work that you're asking them to do in that specific location? And are the company working in the same way as they like to work to work themselves, be that remote, hybrid, or in office? Mm -hmm. So if they establish uh, almost like a, a growing in strategy or a growing in career path structure, um, Ronan, you know from an HR locker, from day one, we have a career path structure. We have three three ways of developing your career within HR Locker after you initial join the company. And one is a commercial one, one is a people management one, and one is a specialist one, right? Mm -hmm. And each people should have aspirations of going into one of these areas if they want to progress their career within your company. But 
just because the person is ready to be a principal engineer or a principal marketing person around SEO, if the company doesn't have a need, they may well have to do double up in jobs for periods of time until those jobs become whole, if you want to call it that way. Or on the other hand, if the company isn't keeping up with the aspirations of the individual, that the individual can go to that company and say, I'm going to be leaving because the company has nowhere for me to go to meet my aspirations in the period of time I want to be there. So therefore, I'm going to start looking for a job. But have that conversation openly and allow people to have that conversation openly with mm-hmm. whoever's appropriately managing that person. And by establishing that core way of communicating, um, you know, people don't have a fear of telling you things that, yeah. you know what, I'm doing really well here, I really love it, but my aspirations is to buy a house by this time next year and you're not paying me enough and I can get paid enough in company Y. That's their life decision. I can't stop that. Mm-hmm. But if I know if I know about it, I can then make a decision whether it makes commercial sense for the company to stop that or not. Mm-hmm. If I remember back in the day, and we were very hardly bootstrapped, and there was a marketing guy who worked for us. Um, uh, I won't mention his name. Brilliant guy. What he didn't know about partnerships and SEO, etc., 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 and positioning and content was really, really good. And he he really loved working here. But he came to me and he said, "Listen, I need to buy a house in the next year." Um, and I've been headhunted and been offered a job with this company at double the salary, which will allow me to buy my house. And I said to him, congratulations, and well done, and we'll miss you, but you have to do this for your family. Mm-hmm. And they're the type of conversations you want to be having around with your employees uh, and thinking about when you're looking to hire new ones, when you're scaling, when you're addressing, trying to, I suppose, keep the ones going internally that they all need to get onto a common language and a common understanding of how you do business internally. Be that open, transparent, be that master and servant. It's up to your, how to whatever company you want to establish, but you need to communicate to people how you're going to run your organization. Um, how then do you think companies can actually measure the success of, of, of those efforts when it comes to, to taking people management seriously? They can measure it by establishing what a great team looks like, mm-hmm. what a great culture looks like, um, and you work on a barometer that you want to get to where you want to get to. And then that leads to retention of the best employees. So therefore, you can measure it on the basis of how many you retain that you want to retain, how many you lose that you want to lose, because it's also a good metric. And you manage out or up the ones that aren't that are straying away from the principles and the values of the company. Mm-hmm. Like you're creating value and opportunities within the company. And if you're creating value and opportunities in the company, why would people want to leave? Mm. I don't know. Very true. Should, should companies communicate their values then and culture uh, to their new hires during the recruitment process before they even begin? And how, how would they actually do that best? The people who are going to be most successful in the HR locker, open, transparent environment, etc., will already know our values and our culture before they apply. They actually will ideally want to work in a company like ours. What I'm saying is, basically, is 
Of course you do. Have them on your website, have them publicly, have them everywhere. So when somebody's doing some some re uh, referencing on, oh, I've got an interview for so-and-so and I sent my CV out to 10,000 people, don't even bother turning up for an interview with us if you haven't done any research on the company because mm -hmm. you're immediately in minus two position. Uh, it's really, really, really important to um, to have your values, your principles, how you work, your MTP, which is Massive Transformational Purpose, all over your site, downloadable everywhere, on your website, on your app if you can, everywhere. So you make it easy for people to find out what you're, what you're like. And the ones who can't tell me what we're like when they come for interview don't really really care about what we're doing. Um, so as well as communicating to new hires and people in the recruitment process, should you also communicate those same values and the culture uh, to the world really at large over and over again? Oh, God. Um, reinforce, reinforce on every single occasion. Bring the principals up in the town hall, departmental meetings. To give you an idea, we have eight principals now. Uh, I'm going to try and name them straight off. Uh, flexibility, teamwork, initiative and execution, business integrity, trust and truth, uh, empathy and resilience, customer focus, and winning by design, our newest one. And what we're doing over the next eight to nine weeks is on our town hall meeting on the Monday, We've decided that we're going to take each one, deconstruct it in front of everybody and ask people, what does this mean to them in their day to day job? Start off with flexibility, go to teamwork the following week, etc. So you're basically you're what you're doing is you're talking to the constitution of your company, which are people all the time and hearing what they feel about. It. Remind them daily until you have a common language um that all of you can understand no matter where you're from what sovereign work culture you're from where you're living because when you're working in hr locker we all need to be on the same page and we need to understand each other and i don't care if you're uh an indian employee working out of dublin for hr locker or you're a irish employee working out of the uk for hr locker or you're a vietnamese person working for hr locker in vietnam or you're happy in Spain. I don't care where you are or what you are, but you should understand how we work. And and that will takes a lot for some people. It takes, you know, it takes uh, a cultural shift from, OK, in Vietnam, the culture is X, Y and Z. This is how I behave. But when you're working in HR Locker, it isn't like that. If you're in Ireland and you're working for HR Locker, uh, it's probably closer to our work culture, the understanding, but it's still 25%, 30% away. Mm -hmm. um, and it takes time. It, I, I've always said this in a DDO, in a deliberately developmental organization where you put human, human development at the center of your business strategy, it takes people up to 12 to 18 months to realize when we put those principles on the wall, we actually enact on them. When we have those values and we talk about them, we actually follow those values. 85% mm -hmm. of companies don't.
Wow. So yeah, you basically have to reinforce every occasion so people understand the common language of your company. Brilliant. Adam, thanks for your time. No worries. Thank you, Ronald. Thank you.